Support for this show comes from Vanta. Dealing with loads of spreadsheets, juggling different tools, and having to do manual security checks, it can be a headache to keep up with today's compliance and security programs. Vanta is the trust management platform that wants to simplify things and bring all your trust-building efforts under one roof, making growth smoother for your whole organization. Vanta lets you automate up to 90% of compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, HIPAA, and more. Strengthen security posture and reduce third-party risk. Get $1,000 off Vanta when you go to vanta.com slash vox. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash vox for $1,000 off Vanta. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to the latest episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino here with you once again. Happy to be talking everything Buffalo Bills and happy to be talking with you as our Buffalo Bills sit with a 1-0 record heading into week two of the 2019 NFL season. The big 17-16 victory over the New York Jets on Sunday. Nice to see Josh Allen and the Bills with the come-from-behind victory. And with that, now really for us, we start to look forward to week two of the season. And and with that, right, you never really want to overreact too much to, uh, to week one of the NFL season. It can be very easy to do that, obviously for myself and all Bills fans alike. It's great that the team is sitting at 1-0. Like we said, Josh Allen leading the team to the come-behind victory, really the defense being great throughout the day on Sunday, and of course, John Brown doing some great things. But you've probably heard all of the analysis that you need about Sunday's win over the Jets, and now really the focus starts to shift towards Sunday's matchup with the New York Giants, where the Bills head back down to MetLife Stadium in New Jersey to take on the New York Giants, who dropped their season opener to the Dallas Cowboys. And as always, becoming a bit of a segment here, we'll talk about the things that I'm watching for in this game. Uh, I think each week there will be different things that pop up for us based on where the team's going. Some of them may be a surprise to you, some of them not so much. But there's a number of things that I'll be keeping my eye on when the Bills and Giants face off at 1 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday And really the first one at the top of the list for me is Devin Singletary and the number of snaps he gets at running back for the Bills and what that really tends to look like, you know, in many ways moving forward. Uh, I talked about it on the last podcast in weeks past. I truly did expect uh, Frank Gore to, to get the majority of touches, really to lead the team in rushing. Now, while Frank Gore may have gotten 11 carries against the Jets, it only resulted in 20 yards, but it was Devin Singletary with his four rushes for 70 yards at 17 and a half yards per clip. He added five catches for 28 yards. And, and really, as you look at this, right, here is the guy that is going to be expected to, to be that number one back for the Buffalo Bills. Yes, I expect Frank Gore to continue to have a role. There might be some weeks where where he is that guy, right, leading the team in, in carries or potentially whatever the game plan may be. Maybe if the Bills are uh, you know have a big lead, that Gore will get the majority of the touches. But in this case right now, as we look at Singletary, this is truly the guy that there's most of the question about, right? I mean, when you've got four rushes for 17 and a half yards, that's pretty impressive. And you saw him truly spark the Bills offense in the second half against the New York Jets. And now he comes up against the New York Giants with a defense that is, uh, I would say, nowhere near what uh, the Jets have on defense under defensive coordinator 
Greg Williams. So, you know, with that, I think so many fans are looking at it and a number of things that, you know, really want to take a peek at and think to yourself, okay, where is the team going to go here or go there? But with all of this being said, Devin Singletary has to be at the top of the list. I I think with that, you know, and I understand, right, where Sean McDermott, Brian Dable are not just going to, you know, really, let's say, thrust him into the starting lineup. A third round pick, out of Florida Atlantic, not a big school. You've got someone like Frank Gore on the roster who still has the ability to produce and can do some good things for you. But with that said, Devin Singletary appears to be, you know, the the future of running back for the Bills. I should add 48 snaps at running back, 70% of the offensive snaps against the Jets on Sunday. So as you go through that, I mean, right, really the guy getting the majority of the reps. Uh, TJ Yeldon, a bit of an off afterthought, two snaps at running back for 3%. And for Frank Gore, this is an interesting stat, right? 19 snaps he played on offense and got 11 carries. Um, you know, maybe something that's a little bit playing your hand there. If he's on the, if he's on the field 60% of the time when he's there, he's getting the carry. We'll be curious to see what the Bills do moving forward. I think for so many of us, right, there was a surprise that uh, Josh Allen and the team just came out passing nonstop in the first half. Uh, Very few carries. I think there were only three carries in total in the first half of the game on Sunday. But it does appear that Devin Singletary, with the release of LaShawn McCoy right before the start of the season, is that number one back for the Bills. But I will be curious to see if he gets more than four carries against the Giants. Uh, If he is still the passing down back, maybe gets more than you know, five receptions at this time, but just to see how much he is used, how much they trust him to get him the ball on Sunday. And that is really the top thing that I am looking for heading into Sunday's matchup with the New York Giants. Um, Second on the list for me and kind of the, the flip side, right? We're talking about Saquon Barkley now, the uber talented running back for the New York Giants. And really, how is the Buffalo Bills front seven going to stop him? And I think it's interesting when you hear different reports from the Giants beat reporters, they've been a little critical um, of Coach Pat Shermer and what they did against the Cowboys in many ways, abandoning the run. Saquon Barkley had 11 carries for 120 yards on Sunday. Obviously incredibly impressive there uh, to add to it four receptions for 19 yards, but many questioning. He's the one thing on offense that was truly working for them. Why go away from it? Why isn't it something that they are, you know, continuing to get Barkley the ball? You know, they were down 21 to 7 at halftime. Cowboys looked very good on Sunday, but a bit of a surprise that Barkley was not getting the ball more, even, you know, in the passing game, again, is being their most dangerous weapon as Eli Manning threw 44 passes, Daniel Jones on the field for four. Uh, and really a question of, okay, are the Giants going to look the ball one to get the ball to Saquon Barkley more than they did against the Cowboys? And two, you know, here's a guy I consider to be the top running back in all of the NFL. How is the Bills' front seven going to contain him, you know, and not let him run rampant? Because that could obviously open up a lot of things for the New York Giants offense. So as you look at especially at that front four. Jerry Hughes, Star Latulale, Ed Oliver, and Trent Murphy. And then, of course, the linebacking core led by Tremaine Edmonds, Lorenzo Alexander, and Matt Milano. These guys will have their hands full with Barkley. And I think in so many ways, you know, you can look at it. 
their receiving core is depleted. Uh, Evan Ingram can be dangerous if you allow him to be. Eli Manning is not the quarterback that he's been in the past. Saquon Barkley is truly that guy if the Buffalo Bills can't contain him on Sunday that I think it can be a successful game for them moving forward. But that does remain to be seen. That is the one guy on the Giants offense that you're truly keeping an eye on and has you worried a bit and what that can be. So for the Bills, obviously a very impressive game against the New York Jets. They did a good job of containing Le'Veon Bell, not allowing him to get too much in either the passing game or the run game. But uh, as I take a look at things, as I said earlier, Saquon Barkley, the most talented back in all the NFL. And that's a guy that they are going to have to contain. And I will definitely be keeping an eye on that to see how the Bills can handle that moving forward on Sunday. Number three on my list, truly, and it was great to see the Buffalo Bills getting to Sam Darnold, sacking the quarterback uh, against the New York Jets on Sunday. And can the sacks continue for the Buffalo Bills. I tend to think myself that the Bills are in a position that uh, you know they can continue to generate pressure. We saw some great things from that front seven, but how that plays in, right, to what we talked about before and the containment of Saquon Barkley and keeping him in check, but what is that going to look like as the Bills look to attack Eli Manning? Not the most mobile quarterback by all accounts. He was not comfortable in the backfield, um, rolling out in different plays that they had for him under Pat Shermer's offense. But the Giants offensive line held up pretty well. Um, it was a relatively pressure-free game for him by all accounts. So I think when you take a look at that, you know, a talented Cowboys defense, again, maybe they were more concerned with Barkley and keeping him in check. But for the Bills to be effective on Sunday, would love to see the sacks truly continue for them. And it, and it really was an array of guys coming together. Right, Not just the sacks on the quarterback, but the constant pressure where Sam Darnold could not get comfortable in the backfield. And as I said before, Eli Manning, not known as being the most mobile quarterback in the NFL. Um, can you get this combination of sacks that we saw on Sunday? I mean, the one guy on the list that was probably a bit of a surprise, Jordan Poyer with the safety blitz, uh, getting his first sack of the season. Lorenzo Alexander combined for a sack with Jerry Hughes, and Hughes got another one all himself. And it was great to see Shaq Lawson get a sack on Sunday against the New York Jets. So the Bills off to a good start providing pressure on the QB and Sam Darnold, four sacks against the Jets. I'm curious to see how that can continue. I would love to see it continue. Um, Ed Oliver had a near sack, a uh, number of QB hits. I think he was recorded with five. And I, amongst others, thought that he made an immediate impact. We talked earlier in the podcast, in the offseason, you've heard it from many others. Ed Oliver getting that push up the middle is going to make things so much better for guys like Trent Murphy and especially Jerry Hughes. And you look at Jerry Hughes, right, as here's someone that had one and a half sacks in the season opener. Um, we know that he's been in a league for a while. We know he already signed the extension, all of these different things. But he's that guy that can play with his hair on fire. And Jerry Hughes did a great job of it on Sunday. I'm looking to see him do more of this against the Giants as well that entire front four to continue to add that pressure and see what they could do in getting to the quarterback. I'm going to take a quick break right here. I'll be right back after this. I got two other items I want to talk to you about. It surrounds the offensive line and, of course, Josh Allen. So stick right here. We'll be right back on Breaking Buffalo Rumbling. Support for this show comes from Vanta. Dealing with loads of spreadsheets, juggling different tools, and having to do manual security checks, it can be a headache to keep up with today's compliance and security programs. 
Vanta is the trust management platform that wants to simplify things and bring all your trust-building efforts under one roof, making growth smoother for your whole organization. Vanta lets you automate up to 90% of compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, HIPAA, and more. Strengthen security posture and reduce third-party risk. Get $1,000 off Vanta when you go to vanta.com slash vox. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash vox for $1,000 off Vanta. All right, everybody, welcome back to Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you the second half of our podcast today. The things that I'm looking forward to seeing as the Bills take on the New York Jets on Sunday at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. Number four on the list for me, it comes down to the offensive line. I think we got a little bit more clarity uh, as it came to it on Sunday, at least for four spots on the offensive line. Deion Dawkins at left tackle, Quentin Spain at left guard, Mitch Morris at center, and John Feliciano at right guard. All four of those guys played 100% of the snaps on Sunday, right? 69 for 69, those four guys. But it was at right tackle where we saw a bit of the rotation, and that did catch some people by surprise. Um, It was Cody Ford with 37 of the snaps at 54%, Ty Inseki at 32, 46% of the snaps. And with that being said, I think you take a look at it. There's, There's always been this question, right? Did Cody Ford get moved around too much during the preseason in training camp, between guard, between tackle? What did that look like? Is he ready to be a starting right tackle? Is Inseki really um, a more effective right tackle at this point in his career where Ford needs a little bit more time to develop? Uh, Sean McDermott, Brian Dable, the coaching staff opted to go with a bit of a rotation for the two on Sunday, which was a surprise. You don't see that too often when it comes to offensive lines. Traditionally, you see a team try to keep five guys out there consistently, playing close to 100% of the snaps unless somebody gets dinged up or has some sort of an injury. But in this case, the Bills were working both guys in. Um, Down the stretch, it was Ty Inseki playing as the Bills had to get those two scoring drives in the fourth quarter. He stayed on the field while Cody Ford was on the bench. I'm going to be curious to see what happens against the Giants if it continues to be a rotation. Uh, If one of these guys has solidified themselves maybe as a a 1A to somebody else's 1B. And at least by all accounts right now, it seems like Ty Inseki should be the leader in the clubhouse to start start at right tackle with maybe Cody Ford getting fewer snaps that that come there that maybe he's just not ready yet. But we will continue to monitor this, not just at BuffaloRumblings.com, but really, you know, Bill's beat reporters, media across the across the region, right? Continue to take a look at this and see what happens. So uh, I'm curious to see what will take place. I imagine Dawkins, Feliciano, Spain, and Morse will continue to get 100% of the snaps. And those other two will have some bit of a rotation. But what that percentage looks like, we will have to see. Um, and, and again, it just uh, it's one of those pieces. We know that, you know, the Bills said this was the plan. This is what they intended to do. What happens on Sunday, we'll have to monitor. Make sure you check back with buffalorumblings.com for all the latest there. Finally, and no surprising, I mean, honestly, you talk about the things to watch. I mean, you know we're going to talk about Josh Allen pretty much each and every week as long as he's playing for the Buffalo Bills. And and you really saw two different Josh Allens on Sunday against the Jets. Um, you saw good Josh Allen and bad Josh Allen. And when I say bad Josh Allen, I mean, listen, when you have four turnovers in the first half, that is bad Josh Allen. 
I know he was doing some good things. I know there was a decent number of completions. He was hooking up with Cole Beasley you know, early. He was hitting his receivers. There were those opportunities where they were moving the ball. But you have two fumbles. You have two interceptions. You can argue the interception that bounced off of Cole Beasley was not his fault. Regardless, it's an interception. You can argue that the fumbled snap, the exchange on the fourth and one from Mitch Morris was not his fault. Regardless, he's charged with the fumble, right? When you've got four turnovers in the first half, I'm going to call that bad Josh Allen. The great thing to see was how he finished the game. And again, we talked about this. Everyone has been talking about this all week, right? He's able to to put the bad in the past and focus moving forward, as he said, get his bleep together and lead the team to victory and did so in impressive fashion with those last two drives to score two touchdowns against what I consider to be a tough New York Jets defense regardless if C.J. Mosley is in there or not. So for Josh Allen, it's where can he pick up against the Giants? Their defense is nowhere near as good as the New York Jets defense. So as he comes out, you know, you're looking to see him to pick up where he left off, continuing to find John Brown. Let's see what Cole Beasley can do coming back after a little bit of a rough finish um, in the game on Sunday. Can he connect with Zay Jones some more? Spreading things out to guys like Dawson Knox and Tommy Sweeney and even getting Patrick DeMarco involved in the passing game. And we talked earlier about the five receptions by Devin Singletary. You know, Josh Allen, everything that he can do, this is the type of defense where he should be able to have success. It is a bit of a benefit, not just for him, but the rest of the Buffalo Bills to be playing in MetLife Stadium the second week in a row as far as just being used to the surroundings and everything that goes with that. But as he continues to progress, right, you kind of leave those those turnovers, limit some of those mistakes, and there were definitely those mistakes that he had in Sunday's game. And can he put together a full 60 minutes of football Ball against the Giants on Sunday. So as we take a look at it, five things that I'm really t- keeping an eye on. We talked about Josh Allen, that rotation at right tackle, what's going to happen there. How can the team contain Saquon Barkley? Of course, that is going to be so important for them. Can the Buffalo Bills continue to get those sacks with four sacks against the Jets? Can they keep that trend going against the Giants? And the number one thing on the list, Devin Singletary, is he going to continue to emerge as the lead back for the Buffalo Bills? Was certainly electric in week one against the New York Jets. And let's see how he can carry this over against the New York Giants on Sunday. As you take a minute, don't forget, right, buffalorumblings.com has you covered with everything that you need for the Buffalo Bills. Log on each and every day to get news and updates. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts because not only will you get breaking Buffalo Rumblings, you'll get the Believe Podcast, Buffalo Rumblings Q&A, the Nick and Nolan Show, Blitz Bills, and Circling the Wagon. So we really do have you covered, trying to get to you as many times as we possibly can each and every week to have a great option for you to hear everything that you need to regarding the Buffalo Bills. So thanks as always for tuning in with us. I will be back with you next week. Thanks for joining and go Bills.